Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of my podcast. Okay, two thumbs up from me. This week I have my friend, comedian, and actor Anna Menzies on the podcast. And um, I don't want to eat up too much time in the intro, but we do dabble in conspiracy theories in this episode. Okay, so if you like those, you'll have a great time. Find out who believes in what, who's a flat earther, and who isn't. Um, get all of the juicy deets in this episode. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my room, by the way. Yeah, let's see it. Let's have a tour. It's a lot. There's like clothes here, and then you know, here I have just a bunch of products. Yeah. Maybe I, I like your bed frame. Like my bed frame. Oh, and you made your bed. Nice. I made my bed. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. Look, I need a nightstand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I got some things in there. When I was living in the basement, I was using an old microwave for a nightstand <laughs> for a while. So that, I get that is really fucked up. That's actually uh, very Toronto. That's like very peak yeah. Toronto, actually. I felt like at, the, at one end, it's like no money, but on the other end, money, you know? Because it's like two <laughs> microwaves. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just, <laughs> on the other end, money. Yeah. I remember at one time, I swear, like Natalie Norman made a status and she was looking for a microwave. And I was like, oh, I can't spare one. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I'm, I'm so happy to like finally live alone, have my own place. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. I want to live by myself so badly, but I'm genuinely afraid for my mental health. Like I'm one of those people that like I get buggy if I've been inside for too long, and like mm-hmm. the pandemic is just not great. And if you're I'll just watching, like conspiracy theory documentaries and shit, like I'll, I'll join. Like as soon as the pandemic hit, I joined about 790 Day Fiance Facebook groups. <laughs> I think I brought I think I brought you into a couple of them actually. You know what? I don't think I ever got into them. Okay. Um, so try and add me again. Okay, I'm gonna add you. I, people had very. This was like Ed season when Ed was like. <sighs> that got us through some times, eh? It really did. Like uh, the pandemic hit and TV was at its fucking prime for some yeah. reason. Yeah. TLC took off. And I was like, I could get used to this actually. Like this is not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So much has happened since then. Like within his life, are you still keeping up? Um, I stopped keeping up with him when I saw like he was making TikToks of him, like he started printing mugs with his face on it or thermoses. And then I was yeah. like, just a sellout. Now I'm like, okay, now I see the production side of things. Oh, he's always a sellout. He has like, he's in the single life and you see him and he has like a shower curtain with his face on it. You're joking. No. And even when he was in the first season with, a. Uh, Rose, he even like if you look closely, didn't he have like his face on his backpack? He already started branding. I really hope not. Like that is really fucked up. That's He's so fucked up. up. It's like that Illuminati thing where like on YouTube, like people are like, and if you look closely, there's a triangle in every, you know what I mean? Like yeah. on the Illumin- it's it's just edge face on like every item in 90 day. So do you believe in any conspiracies? Do I believe in any conspiracies? Yeah. I mean like you're saying that if you live if you're alone I don't believe in any conspiracy theories but I am very entertained by them okay and I don't think that they're funny 
Like I'm not like poking fun at them mm-hmm. and I don't believe them, but I'm like, I'm infatuated with this concept and like yeah. how people like this information is twisted and it's just so interesting. Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? No, not really. The moon one's interesting. Yeah. That one I could see getting got by that, you know, or yeah. the not like 9-11. I don't believe it's exactly <laughs> yeah, as they're saying. Yeah, it's not exactly as they're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some explosions. <laughs> but I seem I just would rather take things as I'm told. Like I don't wanna it's too like dark to think, like especially with COVID. Yeah, it's say. dark to think it. It's like, you know what? So be it. Hey, if I'm wrong about this, I would rather at least I'm happy Everybody. Yeah, at least I'm happy. Like, yeah, imagine like going around and just doubting reality yeah. at all. Or like imagine genuinely believing that we live in a simulation. Is yeah, I mean, depressing life. I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I think we might be in some sort of simulation, but I think, like, obviously, free will. You know? Okay, that's interesting. Some sort of simulation. Yeah, like, I, I think this could be a computer program. That's I'm obsessed with that. But okay. that's I don't I'm not depressed by that. I still think there's a god. There's got to be. Okay. But like, I'm upset. I love this. This is actually incredible. Yeah. So like the Sims type of simulation or yeah, like, okay. Cause like qu- quantum, I don't know any, like I'm not good at science, but there's like a thing where nothing really touches like, right. Particles don't actually touch, but we're programmed to think it touches. Yeah. Right? Cause nothing's actually solid. So what's that? Yeah. And there's actually this theory by Stephen Hawking that we technically don't exist and technically nothing exists because particles don't, actually fully touch yeah so you technically don't exist but here i am <laughs> yeah it's it, mind-boggling i was getting into a lot of like space books and i read this book uh called oh my god it was by neil degrasse tyson it's astrophysics for people in a hurry and dan mm-hmm. thompson recommended it to me who is also like really into space i'm sure you guys have talked about it Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He's great to talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to like actually have him on it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to have him on the podcast actually. And talk you about should. It. Yeah. Um, and amazing book, very digestible, but it's, it is scary. Like there's an element of existential dread to the things that I'm reading. And then after that, I was going to read this book, but like Stephen Hawking wrote it. It's called like something about time. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually done reading because all of these books just conclude that like we're here by a giant mistake and like this is just not supposed to be happening um actually sapiens you're reading right now i finished it you you gotta finish it yeah oh my god it took me six seven months but yeah that book actually was um it wasn't depressing it was actually really awesome yeah it was so fascinating yeah it was blew my mind a few times so i'm gonna ask you this because the book basically in one of the opening chapters it claims that we have made it to the top of the food chain by mistake and we're technically not supposed to be here for a long sustained amount of time Mm -hmm. and and because we're not in our right place on the food chain it's just led to a bunch of chaos and yada 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 do you believe that do you believe that it was like this huge mistake we just like jumped to the top of the food chain or do you think it's because part of me is like well 
yes, it did lead to a lot of chaos, but it also was in a weird way, natural selection. Like we didn't all start, like we all start like homo sapiens and animal, like we all started on the same playing field. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. There's definitely like a, a learning about like, there was for so long, we were like hunter gatherers for like what hundreds of thousands of years. And then I think when we started doing agriculture, that's when life got really depressing for the majority of humans for like the longest time. Yeah. And just recently have things started to really, really improve for like a chunk of people. Yeah. And it gets bigger every year, but at the cost of what the planet and every other species. Yeah, exactly. It's basically just like, we're not supposed to uh, have sustained this time, but I don't know if mm-hmm. that's true. Like, it's just like, I, I think the biggest problem is our population. Like we have no, like our population is, is just too big to be sustained throughout time on this one planet. I don't know. know. I don't know if that's it. It's the way we're living. The way we're living. Gotcha. It's like a species is meant to multiply. Okay. But maybe, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. See the way that we're living. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, like it's not sustainable on the way like we're reusing unreusable resources. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. That's actually a much better answer. Than- yeah. It's happier too, right? Because right. I, I I watched a video once that said if you put every single human being and this is when we had like seven billion people shoulder to shoulder it would be like the area of I want to say Los Angeles maybe it's all of California look it up it's not that's crazy yeah. I believe it but that's like that's crazy to to know so to think about <laughs> so what else did you read in the book like what else does it say like in the other chapters because I got to maybe page like forty. And then I uh, just literally stopped. You, oh, it's been so long. What did it tell? I, every time it would tell me something, I'd tell Ben. Yeah. To go it, through our text. Like, like, it's just so dense with information that I'm just like, okay, I can remember three things at a time. <laughs> and I have to go tell somebody before I can. Yeah. The things that blew my mind was like, when we first existed as humans, we were much happier when we were just hunter gatherers. Yeah. And then things started really suck when we started doing agriculture. Because then there would only be the people at the top. And then what? Yeah. Right? There would only be the few people. And then everyone else just lived really shitty lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting enough, we didn't, this stood out to me. I think I read that like we didn't have dental problems because we only ate like meat and like vegetables. Right. And then when we started eating carbs, that's when dental stuff started to go wrong. Interesting. So. <laughs> so then why did we start eating carbs? Does it taste good, I guess? Oh, got you. Yeah. Okay. Easy energy. <laughs> and then what else? Nathander- they talking about Nathandrophals. Am I saying that right? Neanderthals. Neanderthals. There's all these different types of species of humans. And then all of a sudden it's just homo sapiens. Yeah. That's sus. That was really sick though, when he was talking about how we used to give birth and how it was literally like natural selection. Like if your canal was not big enough, you straight up died and like bled out. And so we evolved to have larger canals and like wider hips because people like, uh, you know, our species was dying off. So it was like Mm. the ones with the bigger gaping vaginas made it. Yeah. 
And I, I read, like, I this is one in the book, but I also watched a video about that. I think it's like a Netflix explained about childbirth and how we have evolved to make it possible, but not to make it comfortable. Like for human beings, we have the worst childbirth out of any animal. Like it just barely goes through. Got you. But yeah. So that's So then what is happening? Like that's wild. It's stupid. It's literally so dumb. It works and that's it. Right. So <laughs> it just barely works. And then when did humans, I think they cover it too, when eventually they start cutting you out of the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so interesting. Crazy. Can you imagine existing back then? Yeah. No, I like, can't even, just like period wise. I always, when I get my period and if I haven't taken an Advil in time, I'm just in so much pain. I'm like, I couldn't imagine living before Advil. Yeah, I would know how. Out. I would have absolutely passed out and died, like literally died. Yeah. That's how strong, it's actually psychotic. Like I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also love the chapter and I just kind of skim through it but when he was talking about how concepts of these companies like he was talking about car companies um he mentioned one specifically but like you can take any car company like bmw how it like technically doesn't exist it's literally just like the name of this company that like lives on forever but it technically doesn't actually exist do you remember that one yeah it, that was another thing and how it's like it's just a shared belief that yeah. we all just believe and that's how our society runs yeah and he starts it with gossip like that's how human beings become who we are today is because we can lie we can make pretend and for example like toyota is made up and what did I, at what point he says like everything's a belief so today like you and i are we believe in capitalism like our society is capitalism and before that it was like christianity yeah and that's how we've got the society today now is because we all believe in capitalism. Right. And it's like pushed us to have iPhones and it made me understand the economy a lot better. Yeah. I can't explain it, but yeah. Finish the book. Uh, also in Neil deGrasse Tyson's book, there were a lot of really interesting facts about like fucking space and the, okay. So something really cool that I read is the, do you like space at all? Or are you like more? Oh Yeah. Yeah. I like space. Okay, so basically there's this galaxy far away somewhere, billions of light years away, and there is a sun, right, at the mm -hmm. center of the solar system. There's a huge star at the center of the solar system, and all of, like, the, there, there's planets, like, going around it, like how we orbit our sun, but something that is happening that they've never seen before is planets are moving so fast around the sun that you would think that they would spiral out of orbit, but they don't for whatever reason. And they stay within the gravitational, but it doesn't make sense because they're like, well, it can only go so fast according to our equations, at least mm -hmm. in our understanding of how gravity works, that it should just like spin into fucking nowhere because it's going so fast, but it doesn't. So basically in this book, it just concludes that gravity, because we've never been able to measure it or really see it, has some sort of effect on mathematics and like our basic understanding of, you know, space and like, and like what we know. And I just thought that was so interesting. It's like, they basically concluded that like gravity is reactive and like it changes based on okay. certain things. And I was like, that's fucking <sighs> It's so mind-boggling and how endless space is, everything. Yeah. 
it's just that could give me anxiety yeah (laughs) I'm like this is a self-help podcast and we're like giving people anxiety it's just crazy Mm -hmm. I just part of me just hopes and I don't think it's gonna happen when we die I just want it to all be explained just tell me what just happened yeah it's like I just we deserve some sort of explanation for this like and then I don't have to exist forever just tell me what yeah that's interesting okay Great. Well, that just kickstarted some uh, existential dread. So it's fascinating. You know, it's always good to kind of like remind yourself of those things in small doses because I feel like sometimes we can get so caught up in our day-to-day obstacles and to just be reminded of like, oh yeah, like there's just, I mean, I'm literally, it sounds so cliche, but it's like, you're literally on a speck of dust, on a speck of dust. Yeah. Hurling through. That was the thing that they said in this book. That was another thing that they said in this book, which is actually kind of interesting. It doesn't really impact us at all, but basically it's like, so if you're on a bus, right. Yeah. And you throw a tennis ball up in the air, it doesn't move with the bus. Like you don't throw it up in the air and it hits you in the face. It literally will just stay in one spot. So Stephen Hawking just made this. Um, he Wait, just what did you just say? If you throw, if you're in a bus and you throw a ball up, what happens? If you're in a bus, right, and you like throw something up in the air, it just lands right in your hand. Like it doesn't move with the bus. Like it doesn't like, you know, go flying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like same thing when you're in a car. Same situation. Like your hair isn't like blowing even though there's no, like windows aren't open and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes you're sense. You're in a vacuum, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically Stephen Hawking uh, <laughs> made this like prediction that we are actually living in a vacuum ourselves and we are hurling through space with our galaxy and like like beyond our galaxy or whatever are in some sort of hub okay like the speed of light and we would have no idea because we're living in our own vacuum basically it's so freaky yeah so he's basically like i mean there's really just like endless possibilities i don't think we're ever going to fully understand yeah. space um and actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson said that we are moving further and further away from the sun and further, or not the sun, sorry, we're moving towards the sun, but our galaxy is moving away from like other planets or some shit. And in like a thousand years, we're not going to be able to see any stars in the sky. In and just like, a thousand? In just a thousand years, we're not going to be able to see any planets nearby at all. Not even like the Hubble telescope will not even be able to see anything. Like he was literally like, that's how fast we're moving away from, uh, I guess that's disturbing are yeah. we getting like faster and faster as we go is that part of it no I don't know I honestly have no idea it's just at the, at the rate that we're moving in like a thousand years we're not gonna be like the sky is just gonna be like black and he's like scientists are leaving um like tubes like we're gonna have our sun but we're not gonna be able to see any other the moon any we're, we're not seeing the moon we're just we'll have our galaxy like our solar system the milky way but we're not gonna be able to oh. see yeah yeah well will it be like significantly less stars in the sky apparently that's what he says but i don't i mean they're all like predictions okay. you know what i mean that so, freaks me out yeah like, but it's like nobody has a, an understanding like nobody fucking really knows you know what i mean um yeah it's cool yeah it's just like it's cool to remind yourself sometimes like when you're feeling anxiety about like uh like i said my I'm not for you because you're in a happy, oh. loving relationship. If I don't get a text back from a guy, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, you know what? It's okay. There's bigger. Bigger problems. scheme of things. Yeah. I just remind myself that the sun is, space is infinite. And I'm like, okay, you know what? That's fine. No, it's like, yeah, it's good to remind yourself. Just when stupid things happen. Yeah. 
So how are you managing like doing, are you writing right now in the pandemic? Have you been able to find creative? No, I've been really rough. I've been bad. Like it's been hard for me to just like do it. Like I'm such a procrastinator and if I don't have a show to do it for, yeah. I don't want to do it. Like I've done some sketches with Jacob and Olivia. Yeah. And if someone's like, write that down. If I say something funny, I usually yeah. write it down, but it's yeah. been, it's been bad. And right now I have like imposter syndrome, like being signed with them. Cause I'm like, I don't know. It's been two years. I don't know if I could still do it. That's so and I just cute. feel older now. I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. You feel older now. You feel like you're not that person anymore. I um, can relate to that for sure. I mean, the only thing that is, I mean, it's kind of like that everybody feels the same way, which doesn't take away from your experience because it's yeah. all real, but there is at least some sort of, you know, like one, one thing that I really struggled with when the pandemic started was I was like, well, I'm not going to meet any of these deadlines that I wanted to do. I wanted to do this before I turned 24. I wanted to do this before I turned 25. I wanted to, do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, now it's just like derailed my plans. And I was just, I was really obsessed with getting things when I thought that I deserved them. And I had yeah. to remind myself that that's just not how it works. And there's going to be much bigger problems in my life than not being able to, you know, record an album in the, a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. Um, but that's crazy. That's crazy that you have imposter syndrome. I mean, like everybody that knows you is, Anna's just, you are so funny. You're so good at what you do. You're such a great writer. You're so different and unique. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think that just really hit me now when I got that show booked in, on the 14th and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Even just maybe just today when I started like trying to write for it and plan it, I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. As things are going good when I had that, like I was doing well and then it's been so long. Yeah. But it's going to come right back to you. Like, do you think you lost? I think so. Lost something? No. I mean, I thought I lost the first time. And then when we started doing shows again, after like a month, I was like, okay, this is why I love it. I can do it. Yeah. So I think it'll come back. It's almost like riding a bike. Yeah, it is almost like riding a bike. Oh, you, are you? Are you scared? You're so confident and like, this is what you're doing, like stand up. You started young, right? And you're like. Yeah, but that's not like, that doesn't mean anything. Like it really doesn't. It doesn't, yeah. Everybody's insecure about the same things. And yeah, I don't think it matters when you start. It's just, it's so easy to like, you know, slip into that headspace but I'm not looking forward to like my first show back at all actually mm-hmm. really not looking for, I'm, I'm dreading it as much as I'm excited about it um but I just have to like think like okay you know what to be in front of people again even if I bomb what an amazing feeling it's like yeah I, I also miss eating shit you know what I mean so yeah. we didn't know what we had till it's gone I know yeah yeah I, uh, something kind of interesting. I was like looking back and I was like, well, I would never, like, there were some road gigs that I almost, uh, well, I would say like a good 60% of road gigs. I was always driving with somebody who was like drunk or high out of their minds. And that's something that I'm going to refuse to do moving forward. Cause there's, uh, there was one time I drove to Sarnia for $100, which is okay. hinged very a hundred dollars sarnia three hours away a hundred dollars and uh <laughs> and the driver 
was like not like he was not he was not in a good like he was like drinking your drivers were either drunk or high like the person driving yeah and we were like on a highway and I was like what that is not cool and no other industry (laughs) in no (laughs) other industry so I've made this rule where I'm literally if somebody is driving drunk or high and I don't like there and it's just so easy because it's like you know this person right it's like I know you and like we have a good relationship so for now for me to be now confrontational and like say that I'm uncomfortable with this thing that you're so comfortable with mm-hmm. you know I feel like is is not great but sometimes they'll be like hey guys do you mind if I smoke this and they're literally like holding a joint out of their hand and like already smoking it I'm like I guess not I don't know it's like yeah. this fucking two hour drive. It's like, could you not? Like, it would just, it would be nice. Can you hold it for two hours? I don't know. <laughs> Can you hold it? That's like a pee. It? Yeah. Like, is it, that, are you going to die straight up? Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. What an awkward position to put somebody in too. I haven't been there for like road gigs, but I've definitely been with friends that drive high. And I'm just like, this is yeah I mean I feel awkward saying anything because you're driving and but I just know if I, I don't know how they do it like I can't even yeah it, it, it works on everyone differently I guess obviously yeah but that's the thing that's still like I'm like li- I know like marijuana like I'm probably the last person that should be saying this because I don't smoke weed and like I have never but I'm like if you're behind a, v- a wheel Mm-hmm. like I don't want you to be drunk or high like especially if I'm in the car it's like that's yeah. still impaired you know what I mean yeah and people are like no it just makes you happy and I'm like maybe it makes you happy I don't fucking know like I've seen some people do you know they're just like yeah. paralyzed like, yeah I, I can't move I can't move I would like yeah. <laughs> I can't even fathom I would do not I could do better drunk I can tell you that but I would never do it I can't even drive <laughs> but weed messes me up it takes me to the darkest corners of the universe like it's the scariest thing in the world to me yeah see that's why and like I don't smoke weed and people are like oh you should just do it you get over the anxiety I'm like yeah but why am I gonna instill several anxiety attacks just to get a place where I'm like dependent on this thing to go to sleep or like what you know like what literally what's the point it's so mind-boggling I used to do it like me and my friend used to do it every night and she would drive around Owen Sound and I remember saying to her when I was high feeling completely horrible and I'd be like oh this girl we worked with she's a bit older I was like Allison does she smoke weed and she's just like no she doesn't like how it makes her feel and I'm like I don't like how it makes me feel (laughs) I still do it everyone does it I was like oh you could just not do it and then now I just barely ever do it yeah yeah. And you talk to people and they're like, oh, you just haven't found the right strain. I'm like, no, trust me. There's no strain. Yeah. Oh, you just haven't found the right strain. I hate that answer so much. Yeah. Um, I just think how like people like have to poke and pry for information. Like if I'm at a bar or something and people are like, they're like, do you really not drink? First of all, I do drink alcohol. I don't like, I'm not completely sober, but like it, like I'll drink socially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But people are like, oh yeah, you don't really drink that. And I'm like, yeah, but like, why is that? Like, why do you feel off? like you can just ask me like, what's wrong with me? Cause I don't feel like having a shot of like whiskey right now at 4 PM. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I understand. 
it's actually so awesome. I think that's so cool when people don't drink and they just know it's not for them. Yeah. It's like, it's, a, it's so talk. It's so bad for you. It's literally so bad for you. I mean, like it, socially it's fine and whatever. Yeah. Go out on a date or what, you know what I mean? Like if you're just doing things, but um, yeah, I don't like, and I think we're moving away from that where people think it's like weird. Like there's less people questioning you. Whereas yeah. like, I feel like in like 2010, it was like, if you don't yeah. do that, like there's something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, society's getting better about that. And like when people are stopped, like don't drink anymore. Like it's such a bad thing to give someone a hard time about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've definitely moved away from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had, um, because you we were talking about how you, like you feel like shit on when you're smoking weed. There was one time, mm-hmm. I tried like a weed oil, I guess. It was like a THC oil. And I, I like had too much of it, I guess. And I fucking, I was like v- so close to calling an ambulance. It was like not even funny. I actually yep. called Joanne Baker from the underground. I called her and I was like, you need to tell me what's going to happen to me over the next two hours. When is this going to go away? what am I going to feel like? I was shaking. My friends were giving me like vitamin C. I was just like eating oranges and drinking orange juice. And it was like, yes, insane. I felt like literally insane. Mm -hmm. And isn't it like the mind blowing? You're like, I remember the first time I got high and I was like that. I was like, if my parents came home, I would have said, take me to the hospital. And the whole time I was just like, is this how it feels? Like, why do people do this? Yeah. I still don't understand what it feels like because it just feels like that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I need an ambulance. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, I got to check myself into cam age. Like we'll figure this out. Yeah. I feel like I'm the type of person that like, if I, cause they're always like, yeah, if you smoke too much of it or like people that are susceptible to like schizophrenia or like severe mental illness, like it'll trigger, yeah. it'll bring it out. I'm like, nobody in my, uh, family has schizophrenia, but I know that like, that's what would like the amount of anxiety that I have is mm-hmm. so in like it's just like I turn into a black hole like my body goes numb it's just wild yeah I have family that has it so I wonder if that's part of it for me I don't because I I, yeah I don't understand it's kind of contradictory it's like people are like yeah I use it to like help me sleep it like eliminates anxiety and I'm like I I don't know (laughs) it does though I think it truly does for some people that's why it's like a psychoactive drug I guess because it works differently on everyone yeah exactly for some people it does yeah it definitely works differently on everyone or like mushrooms a lot of comedians have told me to do mushrooms Mm -hmm. I'm like you should do it it actually really helps your anxiety like why do I have to go see into the fourth dimension like I have (laughs) you know what I mean it's like I'd rather just spend a lot of money on therapy and just deal with this over the course of 10 years mm-hmm. and fucking meet mother nature and have like a seance with like my great ancestors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that is scary. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> my great grandfather looked me in the eyes and told me I'm loved. And I'm like, but did he though? Or is that yeah. just imagination? <laughs> what did you, did you, did, what is that real though? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever ask your uh, therapist, like what she would think about you doing shrooms? Like, does she advise against it or? Uh, I've never asked her. Okay. I've actually never asked her because I've just been always like, that's never happening in my life. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Have you thought about it or asked? No, I don't have a therapist actually, but I have done shrooms. Okay. And I've had some pretty insane moments on it. 
most recently, like I did it during the pandemic and I had like a very, um, what's that word where you can't, we, were, we said it earlier. Hold. Anyways, where you're just so spooked out, like life has no meaning. Oh, existential dread. Thank you. I had an existential crisis and I'm like, I'm, I'm never doing it again. Like, I don't want to risk that feeling. Yeah. I just would rather be sober. Yeah. yeah. I like alcohol. It's the one thing I can rely on. It feels the same every time, but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, kind of interesting. I started getting like a really good tolerance before the pandemic started. And I was like, okay, this feels good. I feel like this is how it's supposed to be. And, and the pandemic hit, my tolerance is just like right back at zero. I like threw up so much on New Year's Eve. I like, I was just like hugging my toilet, just like throwing up and like my parents were home and like my friend was over, like it was just this whole thing. Oh yeah. 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 It's something that goes away if you don't drink. It is something that goes away. Yeah, definitely. For a second, I thought you were talking about New Year's Eve at the comedy bar that was now like two years ago. Oh my God. That it's was crazy insane. crazy to believe that that was two years ago though. Yeah. That's crazy. That was a really fun time. Were you drunk that night? Uh, yes. Okay. I was definitely so drunk. I remember talking to you. I no idea that. what I said. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I saw the photos. I looked insane. I <laughs> I looked like my grandmother for some reason. Like my cheeks were very red. It was like hot. I was like, anybody else hot? I'm like wearing a blazer. Like, took it off. Um, yeah, that was a that was a really interesting night. Were you and Ben together already? Yeah. Yeah, you were. We showed up together. I saw photos of him too. He looked completely disturbed. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that was like only. I actually don't go to a lot of comedy parties. I never did before dating Ben. Yeah, you never did? Yeah. Yeah. I just never went because it's like people just get drunk and tell you what they think of you. And I'm like. That's well, such a good point. Tell you what they think of you. I just tell you some random shit. Like somebody came up to me and they were just like, you're, you're so underrated. And I'm like, what a weird thing to say to me. And I'm going to think about that for the next seven years. So thank you so much yeah. for saying that. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm definitely going to dwell on it for sure. <laughs> I would love if you said that to them and then walked away. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's great. Well, um, what else are you up to besides comedy related? Do you have, do you take any extracurricular activities? Do you have anything? Uh, I work. I have to work. So I'm a dental assistant. So I've been working all pandemic except for a few months. And how was that? It's okay. It's not the dream. I don't yeah. know. But there's some people that come in that are just like, don't believe in COVID or like, don't wear masks or something like that. Well, I guess they have to take their mask off at some point, but. Yeah, we had people at the start that would refuse to wear a mask and they'd have different reasons. And then like a couple of months later, they're wearing a mask now. Oh, okay. And then there's people that don't believe in the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, and are they just like talking to you about it while you're just like drilling <laughs> into their mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel safe now. The worst is when people tell you like what they did. It's like, oh yeah, I had a good weekend. I saw my family. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is not okay. <laughs> I don't want to know that. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say like, there's days where you never get bitten, but if you get bit one day, every patient's going to bite you the rest of the day. 
Is that what happens? That's like yeah. a, okay. It's like a, it's like a thing. Have you worked like customer service or like at a restaurant? Oh yeah. Jobs oh. like that. Do you notice when somebody orders something kind of weird, then all day someone's ordering that. Right. Like collective consciousness or something. No, I thought you were going to say like when you get yelled at, then everybody yells at you. I mean, that's one thing that I don't miss now that this pandemic is uh, happening is working retail. It's just insane. It's like, I think that we should all be obligated to work a customer service job before entering society as a full adult. Yeah. Like if I get yelled at by a customer, yeah, I think I would flip. I would go off. Like, I don't know. I'm not the same as I was when I was younger. Yeah. Like, younger days like a year a year ago a year and a half ago sometimes I've been yelled at by co-workers and I'm just like you have no right to yell at me how dare like what are you yeah it's like we're equals what are you doing what are you like seriously yeah yeah I when I used to work at HomeSense um I had a lot of customers that were I mean HomeSense is just like the worst customers I feel like like it's just a transaction and the thing about HomeSense which I feel like a lot of people don't know is a mm -hmm. lot of people uh, steal from HomeSense a lot like it's just so easy to steal what people do is they will take an item off the shelf mm -hmm. and then bring it to you and be like I'm returning this and <laughs> no receipt and you give them store credit so like they they give you know like they take an expensive item and then they you refund them like wow in a gift card yeah and which and you can't really rebut it you can't really do anything. You're, they're just like, I have this, but I don't have a receipt. That's so awkward. And then would you like go gossip to your coworker and be like, they totally just stole that. Yeah, but I think- oh, I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think maybe it was just like, I'm sure there was a way to tell, but because I just did not care about the job, I was like, okay, yeah, fine. I'm not going to fight you. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, it's not worth the battle to me. I'm like, good for you, side hustle. You I know, don't know your story. It's fine. like, I don't care. It's if crazy. it's home sense, I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. I would steal from there too if I, you know, had the guts, but had the gumption. Yeah, there was I had actually just been fired from every other job in the area. So I was really relying on that job specifically. Seriously? I had been fired from so many jobs. Why? Um, it's mostly just like <laughs> okay, well, I used to the first job I was fired from, I was like 17. I worked at a bulk barn. And uh right before we we're about to close, I like basically jumped on the scale because like I just wanted to see how much I weighed in like <laughs> you know chocolate almonds or something like I was just like bored yeah and uh I put I put it through I rang up like a thousand dollars worth of like chocolate almonds and I put it through the system instead of voiding it mm -hmm. and then they called me and they were just like hey like we believe that you stole a thousand dollars from the cash register like it said somebody bought like a thousand dollars worth of chocolate and we don't know where it is and oh my I was like, God. Oh, no, I was like, don't, I just jumped on the scale. I didn't actually steal anything. I almost just broke your fucking scale for like $7,000 or whatever. Yeah. And then they fired me. Yeah. So it's like just weird things like that. But I, I usually <laughs> got fired because then I started doing auditions and I went to Humber and I just couldn't keep up with like school and auditions and then doing this. And it was just like way too much. Yeah. Like you're canceling too many shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah cool yeah have you um had like a bunch of part-time jobs too or like has it have you been yeah I've had a lot of jobs but I've never been fired but I tell you I've been fired once but then taken back and then I did one job it was like at an ad agency and I was so proud of myself they're paying me like 13 dollars an hour but I was like this is a real job and 
all I had to do was like get email addresses from companies and you'd have to figure out their format. You know how you would do like, if you work at a company like Loblaws, it would be like sarah.lastname at loblaws.ca. Yeah. And so that would be for the whole company. And you just have to figure that out and it'd be the same format for the whole company. Um, I could hardly ever figure it out. And if I did, I would enter it wrong. Like I have no attention to detail. So every single day, the lady like that would be in charge of me. She'd like send it back and be like, can you fix these, 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 these. And then I went on vacation to Thailand. And then I got an email like a weekend that was like, don't come back. No way. (laughs) They're like, oh, so sorry, Anna. We actually don't need your help. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was like, I don't care. I have another job. I was working two jobs. It's fine. Oh, That was a bit of an ego. I was like, oh, I kind of sucked at it. Yeah. It was just lame. I don't like computer jobs. Yeah, computer jobs are tough. I mean, they're they are like you have to be really good at like technical shit. I'm like, I don't know what like programming. That's just yeah. no, no. It was such a lame. It was like an ad agency, THP. I'm putting them on blast. Like yeah. it was open concept and it was so cool because they had like beer in the fridge in the lunchroom and like cereal. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But like they're paying you shit. And it was literally all white people. I have never worked somewhere in Toronto where it's all white people. Right. There was one person that wasn't white. That's fucked. That's weird. It's like, what is this, a Catholic elementary school? What the yeah. fuck? Um, so I'm better off without them. What's like the shittiest part-time job you've had? I've ever had? Oh my God. Oh, I've... I've been hit. Um, pardon? I was hit once. I got. I worked at a... I worked at this like um, restaurant near my house and it was uh-huh. like family run business. And uh, I was like trying to be a host at the restaurant. Cause like you couldn't serve first. You had to like be a host first for whatever reason. And uh, the like lady, like the old lady who like owned the restaurant like literally slapped me on the arm because like I didn't seat a customer in like 10 minutes or something. And I was like, I'm leaving. See you yeah. later. Goodbye. Seriously. And then uh, yeah. How's it? I've been struck. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, I've had restaurant a couple restaurant jobs where you get screamed at yeah. by the chef. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Um, McDonald's was the hardest job I've ever had. <laughs> I worked there for a minute. Oh, that makes sense. I've had so many jobs. It's like even being a dental assistant. I'm like still easier than working at McDonald's. Like yeah. Um, but they have it down to a system. It's very clean. I had a job right after I graduated Humber, I didn't go for comedy. I went for like broadcast television. Mm-hmm. There's no job prospects. And I found this job on Kijiji for $10 an hour cash where we would go door to door and ask people to vote for this guy for city councilor. Oh my God. Someone I wouldn't vote for myself. And it was like the most ragtag team of people. Oh my God. And so that was crazy. Uh, I had a very similar job at the same time trying to sell water filters. That's real. I didn't make any money. It was completely commissions. And I did it for like a month. And my dad finally had to tell me, he's like, look, it looks like you're doing like 12 hour days. You've made no money. Maybe you should stop. I was living off a credit card. It was insane. Oh, fuck. Damn. And then when I quit, they asked for their shirt back. I was like, what? (laughs) No. No. Yeah, we actually don't have any money at all so we're going yeah. to, we can't afford any more uniforms and i made one sale in a month and i never saw that money and i think it's because i kept the shirt <laughs> and i had to oh it's such a 
bad job. I would go into people's homes alone. I was 20 years old. I would go into their basement alone and look at their water. They, oh my God. I did crazy things. That's so crazy. Yeah. Right. Like looking back at some of the things I did when I was 20, like the, the, the rest I was like, of- bad things don't happen to me like that. Yeah, like bad things don't happen to me now. That's not gonna happen to me. Like I don't live in fear. (laughs) (laughs) Even now, I probably would still go into a stranger's basement. Like I just don't have that fear. Really? I'm not afraid of people. I am very afraid of people. Yeah. That's okay, that's amazing. Are you like more of like trust the universe type of thing, or do you just like pick up on their vibe? Like you have strong intuition. Yeah, I think I do have strong intuition. You're a cancer. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. I'm very suspicious of everybody. Like I'm like guilty until proven innocent type of thing. I'm like, I would not yeah. go into anybody's basement. I, I just like admit it's like literally a mental illness that I have. I just envision the worst case scenario yeah. at all. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> really. We were both on like opposite ends of the mental illness. Like I probably shouldn't be going to stranger's basement alone yeah. at 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, you'll do anything when you're 20. Like when I was 20, I was, fucking drive around with drunk people uh, yeah like that's not cool I think a lot of the things I did when I was 20 even before I started doing stand-up I was like oh I'm gonna write a funny book one day and talk about this that's why I'm doing it (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. everything had a greater sense of purpose yeah that's wild um okay well I think we've ran our time we've been doing this for about an hour we did it this was a great episode I loved I loved the uh, arc that we had it was just like existential dread space jobs more just I, that's the theme of the episode is just uh existential mostly right and jobs and the economy <laughs> yeah, the economy we, we just got we we talked about everything <laughs> and if i hopefully i see you at some shows or something yeah hopefully we're on the same shows <laughs>